to light the fuse, to push the button, to squeeze the trigger. Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill James Bond. I am November Kelly. I am joined, as always, by my friends Abigail Thorne and Devon. Hey! How you doing? And we watched 1966's Modesty Blaze in the course of finishing out our season of Solidarity, our Eurospy season. Mm -hmm. And let me just say, this is going to be... This is my Zardos. Like, Zardos was already my <laughs> Zardos, but this is, this is the Nova Zardos, because like... This is, I saw this movie and for the first half hour I was like, what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. I hate my job. I only do it to pay for my skincare routine. And then for mm -hmm. the back hour and a half of it, I was like, this movie is going to be part of my personality forever now. Whereas I had the complete inverted experience because of the first like, Usual 45 for us, minutes yeah. of this, I was just like, oh, this is cool. This rules actually. And then I was just like, okay, you kind of lost me. <laughs> The, the dialectic that makes the show exciting. And I'm just, I'm here. I had a great time the whole way through. <laughs> in, in, a, in a sort of like Hegelian dialectic, movie. the most important thing is that sometimes there's a third person just around. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he said that. Even. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, Modesty Blaze. <laughs> what is it? Thesis? Antithesis? Devon? Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? So, Modesty Blaze was a newspaper comic. Mm -hmm. And... It has been adapted. It's like a it, the vibe was sort of girl spy, right? Mm. What if James Bond was a woman? Yeah, yeah. And, and had a working class co-conspirator who they they did not fuck, but always seemed like they were right about to, which is an interesting mm -hmm. dynamic. And like I'm sort of fairly fond of this. It's it's newspaper comics are always a weird art form, you know, d turning fucking Mary Worth into sort of big budget spy film or whatever is sort of like a fraught experience but Garfield <laughs> I mean Riverdale yeah things of this nature yeah for sure Archie wasn't a newspaper regardless Rex Morgan MD what this is just turning into what's the most obscure newspaper comic <laughs> I can read cat, and I, I read the comics curmudgeon back in the day Felix the cat okay <laughs> <laughs> wow also it was published by a guy who sometimes published it under a female name. Yeah, a guy who mm -hmm. exclusively wrote strong female characters, mm -hmm. uh, including a bunch of very well-regarded, still, uh, gothic romance novels, uh, all of which mm -hmm. had female protagonists. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just think it's nice that in this day and age, you don't have to have that kind of biography without the and-then-transitioned, or like the phrase, mm -hmm. later known as, in that biography, mm. you know? Yes. <laughs> well, mainly because he's dead. Well, I mean, you don't get much later known as than being dead, I suppose. Yes, yeah, true. It's true. It's true. Modesty plays. <laughs> <laughs> Trans transition. We can headcount in the transition yeah. if they're dead. It's fine, I think. There's 100% like a trans reading. Well, the thing is, I'll get to yeah. this later, but this movie is for the LGBT community, mm -hmm. which yes. is one reason why I'm so fond of it. Mm -hmm. yes. And by way of explaining that, we open in a completely white modernist apartment with a kind of conversation pit bed. Mm -hmm. I do love the 
bed in this. Yes. So the the room also rotates. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm, it is mm-hmm. it is also the knife room and the computer room and there's a bath in it. I describe it in my notes as the female living space with the phrase they hate how much we need to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that the bath with the like the tap in the bath is shaped like a big cat's head. I really want that. Yeah, it's perfect. All of the set design is fantastic in this yeah. movie. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. This is Modesty Blaze's apartment. Yes. And the outside of the room rotates mm-hmm. and brings in her, I guess... Asian butler? Manservant? Yeah. Manservant? Problematic yeah. Problematic character. Back in the day, this was just a thing that you could milk for sort of lightly comic effect, like the Pink Panther movies. Mm-hmm. Except much less of a character here, even. Mm. Yeah. And Modesty Blaze, Monica Vitti, beautiful. However, first English speaking role. And at this point, I would like to introduce a wow. new award to the thing the Gal Gadot Award for English in a Foreign Language. Because, <laughs> bless her, she tries her best. I think she does a fine job. Enough modesty to fill the Nile. <laughs> She's a really good actor. It's just, it's quite heavily accented, and I'm being cruel about it because. She's another thing a while ago that was like Gal Gadot, former IDF soldier and attempted actor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. Mm, right. Yeah. But uh, so she is international woman of mystery, former international criminal, and mm-hmm. current sometimes spy modesty plays. And she's a Scorpio, which is how I knew I was in trouble. Mm. She's got a big <laughs> scorpion tattoo, which fucking goes off as well. Oh, mm. I know, I know. I do like Scorpios. It's like it's a weakness, a bad weakness for Scorpios too. Astrology. She's got like a real. large scorpion biroad on her leg. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. The fake tattoo technology hadn't really advanced. Hadn't really. Yeah, yeah, there's a guy later who has a shitload of facial tattoos, and it is just like a child <laughs> was in the room while oh. he was asleep or something. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she, she crimes are afoot. Crimes are afoot, um, mm-hmm. and she she is told this by sort of like printouts spewing out of her extremely femme computer. Mm. Which mm-hmm. presumably make a massive noise and make it difficult to sleep in her sort of conversation pit bed, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so also, by the way, she sleeps in like full makeup and a dress. I mean, listen, <laughs> sometimes you're it. too lazy to get the cleansing wipes out of the bag. It happens. So we get a theme. We get we get themes. Can't, you can't use the wipes. They'll fuck you up. Okay. What every time? What am I meant to do? <laughs> My cellar water. My cellar water. It's what the fuck are they doing to water these? Uh, anyway, it's we get, not water. It's, it's... I, we get a theme song. Which is written for her with lyrics, which mm-hmm. puts this immediately in a sort of higher category than a lot of the Eurospy shit we've been watching. Mm. The lyrics are not good lyrics, and I have sampled no. one here. If you're a master of the underworld, you'll be accepted in her queue. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of all like this. It's like yeah, she's of, gonna kill you yes, eventually. Yeah, it's Goldfinger mm. with a head injury. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, and Hunt. <laughs> yeah, it's great, actually. Uh, <laughs> really this is good. We cut to the Brits. The Brits are having some sort of a problem. Yeah. Amsterdam. M Yeah. Mm-hmm. M- M's going like, what do we need Modesty Blaze for? We've got our best agent on this. We we see our sort of Bond figure. It's, sort of, right? it's less Bond and more John Steed from the Avengers. He has mm. like the, the hat yes. and the umbrella. Broly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is my grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so sorry because he presses the doorbell of an apartment in Amsterdam and is immediately exploded. Yeah, the classic Tannerite doorbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, they 009, 007, like in the first yeah. scene of this movie, pretty much. Yeah. 
And then, uh, of course, the Brits are like, well, fuck, I guess we need to, you know, get in the disreputable Modesty mm-hmm. Blaze. Mm-hmm. What, you know, what's she up to? And the answer is driving around central London, and I get completely neurodivergently sniped by uh, a very brief shot of a 1960s signalised road crossing because they didn't invent the, the, this. You can never guess what it's going to be. No, no. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, it's got a, di- a very different pan. I think it's a Z. Ze- mm. I think it's a panda crossing, actually. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, this was like it all introduced in a very decentralized way. The traffic lights, the red one has like a stop printed on it and letters as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, I, I, I love you. Um, I love you so much. The crime that's occurring is that some diamonds are getting nicked or not nicked. Yes. Or they're, no, they're being sent to a shape. Yeah. So, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll get this. So they, they bring Modesty in, and, and M and the, I guess, defense minister? Yes. Brief her. So, so what this is, this is M is a, a guy called Tarrant. He's played by Harry mm-hmm. Andrews. Very, very similar um, vibe. Like, sometimes an actor just recycles in life, they respawn. And so. Uh, the the guy who plays Lane and Madman, whose name I'm d- completely blanking on at the moment, that's the same guy. They have like ninety percent the same face. They're like basically the same actor. Mm-hmm. So if you oh. just picture that guy, mm. he's sort of the M, and then his mm. boss is, I suspect, a thinly veiled caricature of Roy Jenkins, the uh, like nineteen sixties Home Secretary, because he's got a very thick Welsh accent and he does these kind of like malapropisms. Is that meant to be Welsh? I think so. <laughs> oh, that yeah, was what that I, was. I think it's meant to that be makes right. sense. Yes. Mm. All right. Um, anyway, uh, they bring Modesty in, and they, they brief her, and they're like, yo, um, 15 years ago, we owned a small country in the Middle East called Masera. Uh, mm-hmm. We gave it back to the natives in decolonization, yep. and since then, it's gone to seed. <laughs> yeah, they have um, a little, like, I mean, they make decolonialized decolonization explicit mm-hmm. uh, in yeah. the thing. They, they um, have a sort of, like, tough laugh about it. Yeah, another like you. But the one thing they do have is a lot of oil. So yes, we are going to give them. In fact, there's there's a really good drop here, as they explain. Like the the leader of this country, Abu Tahir, has been like cooed, and they need these mm-hmm. diamonds to shore him up. And so, for practical purposes, Abu Tahir is a Democrat, and we support him in exchange for a small oil concession. So you have your like Bush I Heart Oil T-shirt on. So already. we are we are going to give um him 50 million pounds in diamonds in exchange for this oil. But someone is trying to stop us because my grandpa was supposed to be handling this Mm -hmm. and Mm. then he got exploded by the Tannerite doorbell. (laughs) So we need you to to make sure this this goes off without a hitch. Yeah, yeah. And she, she, you know, warns them up front, like, if you fuck with me, I am going to go modesty blaze mode and I'm going to go back to my, like, thief ways and I'm going to steal your fucking diamonds. She also gets an own in on them because when they're talking about the kingdom of Masada, they're like, "Oh, it's it's ever so small, barely worth putting on the map." And she goes, "Yeah, it's about the size of England and Wales." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really, really good yeah. stuff. Mm. She is meant to be British, by the way. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, uh, s- mm, sort of. She's meant to be like a displaced person and then naturalized British. Anyway, she and Tarrant, this M figure, go to see Love him. Abu Tahir, and he's mm. doing the like genteel British Arabist vibe, mm. including a mm-hmm. fantastic line. And a woman amongst Muslims has to be particularly careful. Ooh. And I'm thinking, watching this, ah, oh, this is like 1960s piece of shit stuff like we're used to. But as it mm. sort of ratchets up to that level, I'm like, 
wait a second, you're going to subvert this, aren't you? And yeah. so they immediately do. By having the guy just be white. <laughs> yeah, by having, by having Abu Tahir be a white guy who be is besties. He is 100% besties with modesty. He like knows her of old. And so all of the like Arabist decorum, sotadic zone stuff just goes out the window immediately because she's like, ah, come in here. Uh, it's great. Yeah, and he's just like, she is my son, you know. Yeah, uh, very transgender. This a hundred percent. The transgender reading begins here when when Abu Tahir, with an alarming like false hook nose, goes, yeah, this is my son. And Tarrant goes, it's surely a biological female, two X chromosomes. And he goes, listen, mm -hmm. shut the fuck up. In Islam, this is perfectly understandable. Mm -hmm. this, I, I'm barely changing the dialogue, by the way. That's Almost, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, it's it's She's kind too of fierce to be a daughter. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's a little bit like the wind and the lion again, you know. Mm. Like she's she's too strong to be a woman. Mm. <laughs> she's so good at chess. Damn! Imagine if there was a character who was so badass that everyone referred to her as a man, and she was some kind of like some sort of thief. That'd be a really great character that I would love to play yeah. in an upcoming <laughs> <Dunno>. <laughs> series. Oh, that'd be crazy, yeah, wouldn't that be interesting? Yeah, <laughs> Maybe boats could be involved, like Eurospy movies. I don't that'd know. be really crazy. Anyway, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so so uh, Abu Tahir tries to assassinate Queen Elizabeth II, uh, something yeah. in which he would later yes. succeed with the help of uh, an agent named Liz Truss. Liz Truss, who is Abu Tahir's son. Okay, so th th um, there's, there's weird shit about the way they depict Arabs in this movie, right? Because yes, there is. It, it's it's very racist. It's very stereotyping, but it's stereotyping right. of, uh, of like an unexpected kind, right? Because the the 60s kind of like anti-Arab racism is like savagery or like the wind and the lion mm -hmm. kind of like noble savage stuff whereas these guys have like one of the sight gags in the background in this sort of like penthouse full of toys like expensive toys is uh, a 24 pack of Fortnum and Mason canned condensed goat milk right really funny <laughs> It, and yeah, and the joke is that like it's 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 the same like you know sovereign wealth fund thing of like these are these are guys who are like goat herds made extremely good who are just like living it up, mm -hmm. and it's like it seems it's weirdly out of time for when this movie came out. It feels yeah, it's it's mm. strange that it's a kind of kind of anti Arab racism that we don't have so much anymore because we've now invented like the kind of anti Arab racism is like oh, these people are like a threat, they're dangerous, mm -hmm. right? But these guys are like. They're legends? Uh, we're being racist yeah, by saying that they're legends. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah. It's a different kind of anti-Arab racism, but it's... Yeah, <laughs> yeah Ab Abu Tahir is wearing, is, is wearing a kefir mm. with a nagao, the, uh, like, you know, the headdress, uh, wearing a pinstripe white suit, an MCC tie, and he has a cannon, which he is yes. sort of going to... He like... presents it to modesty. He's like, we've got a present for you, it's going to help you out, and it's a big cannon. And Taran's mm. like, well, obviously that doesn't work, does it? And he just, like, stares him in the eyes while he loads it. <laughs> and he's like, Firing please, out the window. No, that's not Buckingham Palace! And he's yeah. like, oh, whatever. No, it's not. The, the joke is better than that because he tells him yeah. he's pointing towards Buckingham Palace and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. We'll move to this other window that's got a better view of it. It's <laughs> like, this movie's like quite subversive. And more, and more than a few times, I'm going, I'm surprised that they got this out in 1966. Part of me does want to sort of quietly put this on the, the KJB trans only screening list. Yeah, genuinely. Like, right. I was going to build mm, to that. But yeah, 100%. Oh, also, one other thing, she she had another condition, right? Which was mm -hmm. she wants her mate Willie Garvin in on this. Ugh, my boy, my boy, and fuck yes! Please tell me you got the drop. Of course I did. What do you take me for? We've already checked on your Willie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. And what what mm -hmm. her Willie is doing at that moment is 
Shagging. 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 Trying, trying to get it in and being interrupted by a phone call from her. And he drops everything. He, like, kicks a woman out of bed. Mm. Mm-hmm. He then throws a knife at her. Admittedly, that is a little bit, yeah. taking a little, little bit too far, yes. The, mm. Two things you, know, you need to know about Willie Garvin. One, he is devoted to Modesty Blaze with his mm-hmm. life in a kind of simp way. And two, he has knives, like a lot of knives. And mm-hmm. three, this is Terence Stamp. This is a it's very, very young mm-hmm. Terence Stamp. Stamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. And the thing is, if you redid this as a trans mask, it would interesting dynamics there. I suspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also really interesting because the, they haven't yet realised that Terence Stamp has to play villains. Like, if just look at this man's face, it so it's really work. funny to see him like trying to play a hero character. I'm just like. This is the most evil man alive. Mm. <laughs> sort of an anti-hero. Hero character is interesting. Yeah, he's he's sort of like he's a cad. He's a ruin in the in a sort of working class mold in the mold of Alfie. Those movies, or like Harry Palmer, right from the Epcris file, where he's like mm-hmm. he he's you know a bit of rough and ladies like it. And like there's a bit later on where he is fucking another woman for information, mm-hmm. and she says to him, "You're so cruel, cruel." I haven't touched you yet. It's, it's like that kind of banter, right? Mm. And it's it's actually really well done, is the thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so he is he is brought in against M and the British government's wishes as her own sort of private assistant. When Modesty and Dwight Shake are <laughs> alone, yeah. she says, Do you know who's who's behind this? Who's trying to stop this diamond shit? Who double oh nine to Abby's grandpa? Yeah. And Dwight Shake says, There's only one man yes. who could possibly yes. be behind this. <laughs> Yes, we Movies. get Movies. <laughs> films. <laughs> cinema. Cinema. Thank you, cinema. We cut to Dirk Bogard wearing oh. the stupidest, thinnest glasses in the fucking world, sitting on the deck of a yacht in his little sailor cap. And let me tell you, Dirk Bogard is my favourite part of this, or perhaps any film. He's Every so clip good. I've pulled is him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so genuinely. He's so good. Mm-hmm. The vibe is like, what if Moriarty was really gay, but not in an Andrew Scott Sherlock way? In a yeah, kind of way that's none of actually this cool. gay baiting shit. Yeah. Instead, it's like yeah. again things. I am shocked that they got into the movie. I I describe him as gay Blofeld. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We see him come oh, yeah. back to his sort of like castle lair, which is decorated in. It's fucking idiot. <sighs> yes. If, if you've played yes, Death it's Loop, beautiful. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's really aesthetic. Yeah. What what it is is. He is he has decorated it in a really trippy psychedelic way that mm-hmm. now is kind of only remembered in parody of like Austin Powers or whatever. Whereas this mm-hmm. is a slightly slightly less parodic, still you know mm-hmm. comedic, but like there's fucking spirals everywhere. There's like eight different kinds of clashing wallpaper. Yep, just like painted onto this <laughs> castle courtyard. Mm. Big circles on some of the walls. He loves to stand against those as well. Yeah. Really, just just incredible stuff. And he's he's got. What mm-hmm. I can kind of loosely summarize as an evil polycule, right? Because sometimes mm-hmm. being gay means that you have a found family, right? Like yes. your podcast yeah. co-hosts. Or in this case, you are gay Blofeld. Mm-hmm. You have as subordinates yes. a Scottish accountant. Yes, McWhirter. McWhirter. Who is all, it's 
Another of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. this guy, the thing about McWhorter is he's kind of an old-fashioned offensive stereotype. Yeah, tight Scotsman. Scottish yeah. people being like, yeah, like you know, the, the the Scotsman finds a fly in his beer and he pulls it out by the wings and says, "Spit it out, you bastard." That kind of joke. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. So he he's constantly like saying this evil organization is costing us so much money. He he upbraids Gabriel uh, at one point and says, "You spent thirty thousand pounds on sex in June. <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> you, you expense this? Yeah. Like, exactly. like, but to be fair, you only spent two pounds seventeen on death in the same period, so <laughs> smoke machines are expensive. Yeah. Smoke machines are expensive. And he has Mrs. Fothergill. Mrs. Oh, Fothergill yes. who is kind of Rosa Kleb. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rosa Klebb if they were if she was a different kind of lesbian. Yeah, Rosa Klebb if she was done by people who were not homophobic or were homoph- yes. or were like lesbophobic in a sort of like intra queer way, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. not an unproblematic character, but I'm really fond despite myself. She beats a clown to death. It's a mime. Throws him off it's a mime. And the thing she is, chokes this, him to death. This mime, right? First of all, this mime is <laughs> oh, like my apologies. <laughs> my apologies to the mime community for inflating you. The, well, the mime is. They're gonna have some very strong words for me, and those words are gonna be. Oh, for fuck's How sake! Dare you, motherfucker! As McWhorter says, as mm. they're sort of uncarting this mime. He's betrayed this organization, and and Gabriel rolls his eyes at him. He's like, "You have to be so dramatic about this." <laughs> but the thing is, as they do, he's drinking from a glass with a gold. Yeah, this is a recurring yes. joke that all of the drinking vessels are fucked up. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. It, it, this is one of the points of this movie, right? Is that it does a bunch of like weird avant-garde shit, and a lot of it doesn't hit. But which I'm glossing over it because I don't care because the stuff that does is so good. Mm. But like, mm-hmm. as they uncrate this mime. To, to have uh, Mrs. Fothergill, like, uh, kill him by choking him with her thighs, hello. I notice he is, like, bound and gagged, and I ask the question, why gag a mime? Because functionally- you're scared of what he'd say, you know? <laughs> yeah. Damn. I mean, fu- functionally, to tie a mime's hand is to gag a mime. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think- And to be fair, they ungag him and he doesn't say anything yeah, still. Yeah, like- because he lives by a code. And he mm. dies by that code too. He does. <laughs> yeah. Although to be fair, I mean, when you say she chokes him out of her his uh, with her thighs, he does put his head between her thighs. I mean, unprompted. would you not mm. answer? Okay. I, I mind you, I've you're been, under oath. <laughs> I've been recommended not to answer that question. <laughs> Look it over. I got a lawyer like shaking his head at me. He, he tries to do a clown routine for her to, I guess, like plead for his life in a way. She entertains this briefly and then throws him off a cliff yeah. and kills him. She does. She throws him off a cliff. Two hands lifts him over her head like fucking yeah, Zod breaking, like Bane breaking and, Batman's and back. And the thing is, McWhorter is wow. like, you see how this isn't making us any money, boss. And Gabriel goes, listen. <laughs> We're not in this for the money. We're yeah, in this for watching evil milfs throw mimes off cliffs. And <laughs> yeah. that Hell yeah. cuts to the heart of what I want from my villains. Mm. And mm-hmm. that's it's like a perfect, perfect piece of villainy in this movie, I think. There's also a fun bit of throwaway dialogue where we establish that nobody in London knows that Gabriel is the Moriarty figure. Mm-hmm. He says, oh, I had I had a lunch with my mother and she has no idea I'm like a criminal mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Dirk Bogart here, again, cast as someone who has a couple of secrets from his mother, mm. in the sort of Noel Coward way. He's also wearing a kind of like Andy Warhol-style white white wig. Calling him gay. He's a faggot. He is. Yeah, he is. He really is. Mm. Yeah, so Modesty has to go to Amsterdam to pick up the trail, mm. these diamonds. Mm. 
And we get another annoying quirk, which is anytime Modesty does something, we get a piece of like voiceover between Tarrant and the the minister. That's like, what's she doing here? Well, she's doing this, sir. Sort of to keep us on the ball here in yeah. terms of what the plot is. Yeah, it sucks. It's only funny once or mm. twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She goes on a canal boat where an assassin, who, if you go back and look, looks weirdly like Dutch Keir Starmer, tries to sink the thing with a sea mine. Hell yeah. A tiny sea mine. Like a river mine. Yeah, the, t- the tiniest sea mine. You know what? I'm not going to attempt that voice. I'm not, I'm not going to attempt that voice. It's <laughs> 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 quite sweet, almost. Yeah, she, mm. she, has to, she has to infiltrate another apartment. An apartment with a massive mm-hmm. conversation pit. Yeah. It's like 500 fucking throw pillows in that yeah. apartment. Also full of dolls, which weird shit. Yeah, there's a yeah. shitload of dolls in this movie, and I don't know what they're about, but they're everywhere. Not the good kind? Yeah, well, I there's mean... There's a couple of them, too. Hmm. Also, as, as far as these things go, I really like Modesty. Uh, like, the way she acts, like, spying here, because she, mm. like, she gets bored and plays with the modern art sculpture, and then, like, takes mm. off her heels before she sneaks around, which... I, mm. I will also say, as a piece of foreshadowing, one of about 500 times she is like prominently barefoot in the movie. This will be important yes. later. Almost everyone gets at least one barefoot shot at the camera. I don't yeah. know. Maybe see why Quentin Tarantino is a big fan of this movie. Mm. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Meanwhile, Willie Garvin is at the Tits and Ass Club trying to uh, find somebody to shag for yeah, information. I... Get a lot of quite gratuitous shots of like tits and legs here. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I have a great deal of 1960s woman dysphoria. And so, I feel like this film will not help you if that is the case. No, no, it gets worse uh, with every 1960s movie we watch. I experienced this mm. this season functionally as torture, you know? Mm. And I really do apologise. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> but, modesty blaze, there's this, there's this fucking amazing shot where, like, it's like a wide shot and there's um, one of those, like, film reels and you can see Willie through one of the gaps in it. But he's still like in shot. It's really, really nice. Yeah, the, mm. the, the magician at this club is working for Gabriel. Yeah. Yes, and is getting sort of like telegrams through, being like, you know, stop them. Yeah, mm. Paco, I think his name. Yeah, is. one of his mm. assistants, the hotter one, is immediately mm. sort of purloined by Willie, who already knows her from yeah. you know being sort of international shagger, and is <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> He's like, as it gan. Yeah, he does the like Austin Powers, like, uh, do you want to come back to my place for a shag love thing? But it's actually effective because it's Terrence Stamp and he's doing it entirely sincerely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, it weirdly hits. Mm. It does. (laughs) It's two shaggers. Like, this is the thing is that the British government, any government cannot withstand having two separate shaggers on board trying (laughs) to deal with something. It's like a pincer (laughs) maneuver. So at this point, Modesty's sneaking around this flat and a man comes back to it and then they fight each other, but then they recognize each other, turn yeah. the lights on. I write, yeah. why is this fight done like sex? And the answer is because it's about to be. Yeah. Because this guy is Paul? A, a British spy. Yeah. Yeah. Whom she has previously worked with, mm. fucked, mm. seduced, and mm. then betrayed. Yeah. And there's a fantastic, fantastic piece of dialogue. Where, where he's like, oh, yeah. was it all lies? And she goes, do you think I can control my heartbeats? And he goes, maybe. It's really, like, the thing is, the script is really good. It's quite tight. Yeah. There's also a point where he says, I ought to strangle you. And she says, please try. I have the drop. Literally <gasps> me dot wav. Mm. Where she fucking... I ought to strangle you. Try. Oh! It's hopeful. 
tone mm. there. She, she like pulls her collar down. She's like, try. Um, it's yeah. also a really funny point where they want to. She's dressed in a very like slinky spy suit, mm-hmm. and uh, they they want to shag, but he, neither of them could figure out how to take it off. <laughs> this is my favorite ongoing bit. She's just like <laughs> turning her around and be like, "Well, how did you get into it?" <laughs> she's like, "I don't know." Is there a zip? Like, yeah, yeah it's very funny. <laughs> she's looking as well. Just like, I don't really. Like, I don't know whether. Yeah. In the mm. process of this seduction, she's like, so so where are the British government sending these diamonds? And he's like, oh, they're being flown out of like RAF shiphole tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. And she's like, okay, cool. I, I believe this unquestioningly. By the way, as we see them undressed later, he has the like matching snake sort of biro like tattoo. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Then something slightly strange happens. Perhaps you can tell me what this was about. So mm-hmm. Modesty says the villain is Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And... Paul doesn't believe her, and then she just trashes the apartment, and he says, stop acting like a bloody-minded female. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she says, I'm hungry, and he goes, okay, I'll make you a snack. What, what, what was that? Sometimes you just have to go baby girl mode, right? And listen, if all you've had for, to eat that day is, like, girl breakfast, then, you know, this is, this is a realistic depiction of me at about, sort of, like, three in the afternoon. I feel like this is a kind of misogyny that I just don't really understand. It's, it's, it's bawdy, is, mm. I, I would say, is the vibe. Mm-hmm. Like, it, 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 it hits in the same way like some of the like Hong Kong action comedies we've done, where they yes. try to do like, oh, War of the Sexes stuff hits, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. damn, women be crazy, though. Yeah, he refers to her women's intuition, and she gets mad at him and starts throwing shit around. Um, and women... then he says a bunch more misogynist shit, I don't know. Yeah, uh, but fortunately, thank Christ, some goons, some goons break in. These yeah. are some um, of the some like solid some of the goons. goons of all time. You well, know? the thing is, I, like, I don't want to give that that accolade away too highly. Like, Spy Kids Four had some of the goons of all time. These just has some this of the true. goons. Like, mm-hmm. but they are they're like That's a, fair. you got me there. solid solid B grade goons, big guys in suits. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what, what more do oh, you yeah. want? Suit with a turtleneck as well. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they they all ambush the they ambush the two of them, and we get. Some weird fur rug bondage, and she gets like menaced mm. with the modern art statue from earlier because it's got sharp bits all over it. It's a bit avant garde for me. Actually, there are a few bits really in this movie clear. that are a bit avant garde for me. That's, this is where the movie is starting to fall apart because, and let's like pull back for a moment here. Mm. Um, according to the sources we've been able to find, the director made this movie bad on purpose. Yes, the, I do the not director. think he succeeded. So there's a number of like continuity errors yeah. and things that like don't quite work. Like one of the things that I started to notice, for instance, is that like modesty changes from blonde to brunette from shot to shot. And there's like a whole bunch of stuff yeah. like that where I'm like, hang on, where did yeah, you Yeah, quite like that. Really enjoyed it. I have a shot of that later on that I'm gonna highlight specifically. But uh, yeah, I, I I really like the kind of like alienating doing things wrong on purpose thing. But this mm. this is like the thing is, again, if you just like I liked it. If you think about what the script is saying at this and point. And if it was me, I would have made the movie good on purpose. That's because you don't like camp, which is, you know That's true. Well I've watched a lot of movies that have tried to make themselves good. Yeah. To be fair, this one, as you say, it's trying to make itself bad and it hasn't actually succeeded. Yeah, it, it's, it circles back around. The ways in which it wants to be bad is like continuity problems and just like guys showing up. and Yeah, and like weird stuff like dolls everywhere. Or in this case, yeah. like, you know, we have to have the bit where the, the heroine is like tied up, so we have her like tied up in a fur rug. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, if you look at what the script is doing in this, it's quite a sort of normal, relatively serious bit of like spy comedy. 
mm-hmm. like quite tightly written, quite well done stuff. And I, I think if you had filmed it on that level, this could have been a lot more successful than it was. But mm. equally, you wouldn't have quite as much like compelling mm-hmm. weirdness to it. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it hits, sometimes it doesn't. This is one of the bits where it doesn't. Mm. So the goons menace modesty into getting Willie to once again have his hookup interrupted, get mm. cock-blocked, come over. Mm. And he said, I can't wait 15 minutes, love. And she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so so he, he ditches the, the, the woman who was crying. Mm-hmm. And he, he kind of like makes it up to her and he you know, agrees to meet her later. And on his way there, he runs into Tarrant, who is clearly like surveying the progress of the whole mission. And we get yeah. a very stealth gay joke. Tarrant sort of like dressed uh, you know, in like bowler hat and suit with the umbrella, pops out of a canal boat and goes, Are you buying or selling? I'm giving it away, actually. Like you'd have to. Which is like that's a cruising <laughs> yeah. joke. That is a it's cruising joke, and it's it's really like funny. It's, it's cute, and it would have flown past like any mm. any sort of like heterosexual member of the audience. But like, mm. yeah, it's quite cute. This is a movie for the gays. It's, it is. Yeah. It is. Give it away. He says. He says, "Watch out, because there's goons surveilling the flat." And I think yeah. I think they're up to something. Yes. Um, so he, they. I like that M gets involved here. Oh, their so team they, up they, is they, fantastic. They do this little plan where M mm-hmm. just goes and like knocks on the door of the flat and walks in as if he like is expected there. Um, and whilst the goons are looking at him, Willie sneaks in the window, kills one of them with a throwing knife, and M shoots the other with his umbrella. Oh, the like, fucking umbrella gun! Yeah. The umbrella yeah. gun is incredible because. <gasps> The thing is, it, it's like a full-length shotgun. It's like it's not oh, yeah. like some dark <laughs> bullshit. No, mm. you pan round and this guy just fucking blows this guy away. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the full like grouse shooting. He's holding the thing like on yeah, the yeah, it's Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. One additional guy rolls up, and she- modesty deals with this by judo throwing him one time. Yep, mm. and he just like hits the ground and stays completely still. Perfect. Yeah. Just. Dead ass on the ground. So, Modesty is rescued. They have to meet up with um, the woman that Willie has, like, dumped yes. the next day. And the whole time mm. we see Gabriel is on his island workshopping how to threaten Parker, this magician. So this good. Is, this is <laughs> such a good scene. Because he, he tries to, like, deliver this, what is functionally the threat, like, eliminate Modesty Blaze or mm-hmm. you will be killed. But he does it in this very like flowery language, and McWhorter is like pairing it back to save money on the telegram. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> it just, it, he's doing this like whole general speech where he's like, when when I send a soldier into battle, he switches accents for it. Yeah, it's great. I cry, you know, for the widows, and he stops mm. and he goes, "Hold on, the the widows and orphans, the widows and orphans' <laughs> tears are my own as well." Mm. Dirk Bogart, fantastic actor. McWhorter is just like. Eliminate her or we'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. She's like, look, Paco will get her. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking. So, so they go to meet the, this woman at a covered mm. market. Is that what this is? Yeah. My notes say some kind of fucked up Dutch fate. It is 100%. I mean, all yes. things in Holland are fucked up, and including uh-huh. this. Yeah. Frankly, terrifying amount of dolls nailed to a building. Yeah. Again, yeah. weird shit. Trying to trying to fucking alienate me instead of making the movie bad but good on purpose, just trying Mm -hmm. to make it bad on purpose. Yeah, for Fremdung's effect, innit? Yeah, for Fremdung's effect, innit? Modesty is wearing a a regular ass dress with a sort of very long, thick version of a man's tie on the front, Mm -hmm. and it looked it fucking sucks. Like a rare L in terms of the uh, in terms of the fits here. Yeah, her fit earlier on was like a massive yellow 
dress hoodie. Yes, incredible. Yes. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Fantastic. Hit or miss with the fits here. Yeah. Predictably. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this woman Nicole is murdered. She is mm-hmm. she is stabbed quite graphically. Yeah, by a remarkably twenty twenties looking guy. Though. Yeah, like really out <laughs> yeah. of time. this time traveler came back to assassinate her. This man knows what a podcast is. Yeah, <laughs> normal glasses and just a big oversized sweater. And I'm like, mm. I you could have been down the street just now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he does her in. It's a shame. We we get a kind of trippy chase scene followed by a slightly less mm. trippy fight scene. Tonally, this bit is all over the place. The music is weird, and it's it's yeah. clearly like this is the director hitting the big like fuck with me button. Yeah, and I d- yeah. I don't appreciate it. In this She's bit. constantly changing from blonde to brunette, and like her outfit changes rock. too. That's right. And I'm like, yeah. I w- if I were making the movie bad on purpose, I would have made it bad on purpose in a way that I can still follow what's going on. Mm, yeah, yeah. The swap in hair colors works better in other scenes. This one's quite dark, so it's hard to. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, they, they kill these goons. Um, and then we go to RAF Shippol. Yeah. And M <sighs> and Paul are there. And yes. Paul's like, I told Modesty the wrong time the diamonds were going to be sent at because I knew she wouldn't be able to help herself. Right. Yeah. And also, the diamonds are not on this plane at all, they're yeah. on a ship. Yeah. yeah which, yeah. you know, unbeknownst to her. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> we get. Oh, she does, in fact. She, it is known to her. Oh, it is known to her. She is known to her. I'm not entirely sure how she known to this. Oh, she just, it just intuits it. Women's intuition. She learned, learned it earlier on. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, the, so this jet takes off to, you know, it's a decoy, but they're pretending that it's going to take the diamonds to the shade. A yeah, beautiful, like, hawker hunter in green for some reason. And Gabriel is listening yes. to the pilot's radio. And oh, I my God. Love this bit. Okay. This scene. So, so, first of all, the, the, the cockpit dialogue between the pilots, it's two perfect RAF voices. They're like flying mm. over the Alps, and one of them goes, Do you ski? And then goes, mm. No. I was like, ski? (laughs) Just the the brief shot to like humanize these guys. (laughs) Just like completely like buttoned up, just like, no. (laughs) Do you you skate? Gabriel's in there. He's getting ready to fucking shoot this thing down. And he's like ginning it up to himself. He's like, oh, it's always the hardest. So, a couple of things here. First of all, (laughs) Gabriel is wearing an outrageous kimono to do this. Yes, he is. Second of all, his his first question hearing this is, the pilot's got a charming voice. And then, he tries to find out whether or not he's married he says mm-hmm. any dependents. Yeah, ostensibly to find out if he's going to like make any widows and orphans. But this is a gay joke as well. Yeah. It's a gay joke as well. When he finds out that he's married and has two children, he's like, ah, oh, shame. He's <laughs> like, why couldn't they be bachelors? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, genuinely. Like, oh. this is this is for the culture. Mm-hmm. This is for the community, and it's 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 charming me to pieces at this point. It's very funny. He finally, gins it up, and he goes, "All right, fire the missiles." <laughs> <laughs> they shoot the plane down, and like, also, he, one of his his henchmen is a friar with an yeah. organ. The friar plays a mournful tune. Uh, and then with the, the henchmen get a transmission. Also, one of his henchmen is just standing around oiled and shirtless. Which, yep. again, yes, yeah, that is true. It's for the gays. Mm. Um, but we get the transmission like, oh, like Rocket Base confirms four parachutes have been opened. And then Gabriel's like, yay! <laughs> it's, it's so good. I've got the clip here of what he says next, which is... Tell the friar to play a to deal. But what shall I tell him to give thanks for? For me, of course! <laughs> Dude's rock! Hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, they all survived. We shot it down. Let's go, boy. It's perfect. I love the found family villains. I want more of them. <laughs> I love that his heart's not really in evil. Almost all of them are alive at the end. Yeah. Yeah, like it's they're just, just kind of about. Yeah. His objectives are like objective one, serve. Objective yes. two, evil. Yes, That's it. 100%. Serve cunt before I serve this country. <laughs> so Modesty and Paul 
meetup, yeah. and she knows oh. that the plane was a bluff. Fantastic. So you remember all the stuff that I liked in Atomic Blonde, where it's like two spies who both know that the other is like a habitual occupational liar, sort of like mm-hmm. working around each other. They do a comedy version of that where they pour champagne and they swap glasses about twenty times because the, mm. you know each assumes that the other one has drugged the champagne. Uh, and finally, Paul goes, it's alright, I trust you, I was watching you. <laughs> Takes a big sip of the champagne. Fucking immediately roofied. Incredible joke. <laughs> so fucking good. The longer the build-up to it, the funnier it is. It was, it was great. Also, I do want to say, he... So, okay, happy moment. He pours her some Verve Clicquot champagne. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Verve Clicquot is like a fine champagne, but it's, it's not like super duper, like totally yeah. out of reach expensive. It's like a very mm-hmm. good champagne. And, you know, like the Mercedes of champagnes, right? Not like a Rolls Royce, but like, you know. The Mercedes yeah. of champagnes, not out of your reach. Like a Mercedes is not out of your reach. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like the Rolls Royce, you know? Mm, sure. It's That's not like a Ruinart or like a Dom Perignon. It's, it's you know. It's the Renault Clio of champagnes. I don't <laughs> know. It's the Hugo of champagne. <laughs> Carver. Um, <laughs> so he serves it this and he, he puts an ice cube in it. And I'm just like, dude. He does do that, yeah. Death. Death. <laughs> well, the correct death. punishment for that is to get drugged immediately, which he is. Weird fucking glasses as well. Well, yeah, because also he drinks it all in one go, and I'm like, don't do that. Don't. You deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. Again, no one has imbibed a single liquid from a non-fucked glass True. this whole movie It's so not far. funny. It's not. It's never been funny. It gets funnier later to, to mm, me, but... Mo- Modesty's Asian manservant. Brings mm. the plane around yes. that they Wang have. Is his mm-hmm. name Wang? Doesn't matter. Doesn't get any dialogue really. She's quite patronising to him. She is. Mm. She shows him off to Willie. Like, hey, check this guy out. I got he this says, guy. Yeah, sweet, isn't he? It's like, Ugh. okay, this is a human being. Mm, bad. Bad stuff. At least he's not white. They fly the plane after, yeah, after the ship that she knows the diamonds are on. There's a beautiful shot where they're like flying the plane, both holding glasses of whiskey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In yeah. the sixties you could do fucking anything. <laughs> if it's your plane. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah, hundred percent. Modesty's yeah. accusing fans of stalking her because there's somebody tracking her private jet usage. Meanwhile, <laughs> we're just we're just doing stupid gay bullshit. What Gabriel is doing at this point, and this is a long sequence, is trying to get a good creme brulee out of his chef. <laughs> so fucking this funny. This sounds like a. It's, it's genuinely that like there's a solid ten minutes of this that like <laughs> he sat with McWhorter. They keep bringing food out to him, and he's just like, oh no no no. And then like instead of it being taken away, McWhorter's just like, give it here. Yeah, at like, one point he just like, it so it's not yeah, he like taps the plate with his biro and points at his own sort of place on the table to be like, no no no. The guy brings like two lobsters and he puts it, and the shot is so the camera's between the two lobsters being proffered. And then he's just like looking at him, he's like, that one, no 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 no. no. <laughs> That one. Oh, decisions. Both of them. And they just get dumped straight into some fucking boiling water. Meanwhile. Served up, and then he just goes like, oh, I can't. I can't yeah. Well, he can't, it's... because his henchmen, his henchmen are being trained oh, to, are uh, they like, ever? to go on a diving mission by, by Carol. Mrs. Fothergill. By the way, there, there is a joke in there that's like, who, do you think there's a Mr. Fothergill, uh, McWhorter says, and, and Gabriel just says, I am Mr. Fothergill, which I really like. Mm. So Mrs. Fothergill is, the thing is, she is sissy hypnoing a shirtless boy who she has like between her thighs mm. I'm always doing this while she is torturing two men by forcing them to scuba dive I'm not always doing that 
<laughs> just some of the time. <laughs> Only every so often. But one of them, in the course of this, because they are training for the heist to yes. come later, one of them drowns. Yeah, and-, and Gabriel hears about this and he goes, how can I eat lobsters when the lobsters are eating Borg? <laughs> Take them away! <laughs> but mo- yeah, most importantly... So good! So Mrs. Fothergill on the ship reels in the, the sort of uh, the rope and she finds the dead guy's necklace and she puts it in her mouth and sucks on it. This woman is an icon. I mm. just, it, it so just visibility is so important. Women's stories matter. They just matter. Mm-hmm. They don't always make sense, but they do matter. <laughs> yes, it's you so think this doesn't make show sense? women's stories. <laughs> 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 And of course, instead of the lobsters being taken away, McWhorter does the thing where yeah. he just like taps on it. It's like, no, no, no. Yeah. Give mm. <laughs> We're not wasting the money on that. Like, give me the fucking... Gabriel Rosales, I'm sure you wouldn't want to see that be wasted, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our accountant <laughs> is the exact same way. He has to use so much of my leftover skin carotene. <laughs> oh, God. But, but how can I apply serum when Abby looks so much more femme than me? <laughs> what? That's how. It's the serums. Fuck! It's the serums. They land in... Question mark Italy. Yes. They're, they're driving this around. This is why the movie well and truly loses me. I'm, I'm having fun. This is fantastic. They're vibing. She has an ice cream. There's a, a great. It's huge. It's like the size of her head. It's like yeah. an oversized prop. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We had an ice cream about that size in <laughs> London one time. Oh, yeah, we did. That was, yeah. like, that was very pleasant. It's a, it's, a, it's a great line. If Gabriel doesn't attack us soon, we'll have to have lunch. Which, again, the Gal Gadot Award <laughs> for English in a foreign language, but, like, it, it's really funny. She, she's, like, chilling. She doesn't give a fuck, you know? Is it? Yeah, I thought so. She's just driving around, just waiting to be attacked. Okay, so then they have a conversation about how, oh, like, you know, we've worked together a lot, we've never shagged, mm-hmm. um, but maybe we should. And then... Well, you say there's conversation. A, there's a musical number. Yes. yes. But instead they sing. Um, and Willie's singing voice here, Terrence Stamp, I don't know what's going on here, but it's insanely Eric Idol coded. Like, in a real bright side <laughs> of life. Astrid. It's really... He's, he's a good singer. He yeah. does well. He does great. Yeah, mm. it's, I mean, what it is, is it's Bing Crosby and Bob mm. Hope. Like, that's what they're parodying. In, in the same way that, like, Family Guy used to do mm-hmm. that, right? The the duets, right? Like, yeah. what, what, a, what a sort of, like, funny pair we two are, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't desperately funny when they did it either. I, the thing is, I kind of got what they're going for. With this, I was neutral. And as such, I surprised myself because, like, there was some part of my brain that's kind of like locked inside. That's like, no, this mm-hmm. sucks. And then the rest of me is like, I'm really enjoying this. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just straightforwardly like having a good time. Yeah. Because huh. the thing is, ultimately, they made this movie. Like, yeah, they bad on purpose. Whatever. Like, they had to have a shitload of people together, all aligned on the vision to create this. And I'm, I'm. St- gonna accept it on its own terms like i'm gonna watch it and be like okay why are you making them sing at me right now is it for a purpose not entirely being gay is when things are bad on purpose i'm pretty certain Uh that's true so they're being followed Mm -hmm. and instead of a chase sequence they're pulled over by mi6 who get to be the antagonist the fucking brits yeah M and Paul. And we even get a, a little bit of class struggle with Willie, right? Because mm. M sort of notices he's in the car and goes, How the devil did you get a passport, Garvin? Just because I'm working class? Lower class, you mean, surely? I mean, like, it's more than you got in the fucking Bond movies. Sheer con ass voice. Lower <laughs> class, you mean, surely? Yeah, it's great. Working class. <laughs> The way they escape is psychedelic and stupid. It involves they like, escape by dint of a gender reveal burnout. 
That's what I've <laughs> True. They, yeah. they just hoon it up a little bit they, and then they, get away. Yeah, they sort of like they have cigarettes smoke, that turn into smoke gas, bombs. Grenades. Yeah. Well, I do like yeah. as, as they Funny. leave, she, she looks at him and goes, like, Willie, darling, we've got to be more conspicuous. Mm. <laughs> Which are like massive smoke cloud. <laughs> yeah. So, so they fuck around for a bit and then they get bored and go home. Like, they straight up do. They're like, they're supposed to be meeting Gabriel somewhere. This is for gay like, people. Like, it's like raining and they're like, fuck it, should we just go home? Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. they do. <laughs> I don't want to be out in the rain. Let's book into a luxury hotel. I, yeah. Like, it's. Yeah. I, that is, it. is it me if I were a spy? <laughs> <laughs> if. So, next morning, she's out on the balcony, completely naked. Mm-hmm. And she gets a, a, a call from Gabriel, who is in the harbour, has an incredibly cunty line. I offer you a flag of truce and a delicious breakfast. He's on a yacht yeah. in the harbour, like, looking at her through binoculars. When he mm-hmm. asks if she wants to get dressed, she draws a neckline on herself, which I think is mm-hmm. really So good. Yeah. So he sends a little boat to pick oh, her up. Oh, the little gay boat, which has, it's, it's like a motor launch. It has a, like a mm. pink interior and a pink mm-hmm. G flag, which mm, is I love it. the only flag I will salute. <laughs> she arrives in an insanely cunty outfit. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, love this dress with, I don't know, like, what would you even call this? Like, Ancient Greek like, like yeah. It looks like Sydney Opera House. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Mm, it's very diaphanous. And a peacock like feather. Old I love it. spike thing. Yeah, she's just holding a peacock feather and like slapping herself across the face with it every so often. And because just, yeah. because really this nice. movie is for the gays, what we get is a gay lunt, right? Where yes, we do. Gabriel essentially he pitches her as like, listen, you're a trans femme. I'm mm-hmm. gay. Mm-hmm. We're both thieves. Mm-hmm. Fuck the British government. Do you want to just go in on this with me? And split LGBT the diamonds. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Be gay, do crimes, do and crimes. none of these like bitch ass like turnstile jumping crimes. You're steal fifteen million dollars worth of diamonds from the British government. And she's like, well, only on my terms, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's like, all right, fine, Plan B. And he has his live-in lesbian wife hit really hard over the back of the head, which. Mm. Uh, mm. So she then wakes up. In her a, hair color has changed, and so is her dress. And I'm like, yes. at this point, I'm like, I, you can't, you can't keep doing this. I like her getting kidnapped outfit. Is the thing I do, but also there's even a thing when they're having gay brunch where he's like, I think I prefer you brunette, and there's just a jump cut, and she is. And I'm like, funny joke. That's so That's funny. funny. What are you talking <laughs> what about? Is the joke. <laughs> yeah, because she's been doing it all movie. Like they're yeah. they're highlighting it. That I, I don't know. It's a bit hat on a hat. Sure. But I I do appreciate comics it. have bad continuity. Like she mm-hmm. she is a comic book character. That's why she can't get into or out of her outfits. You know, like be a different colorist working today. You know, but yeah. So she she wakes up. She's been kidnapped again. If it were me, I would have made the movie good on purpose. They did. Yeah, she's on this barge yacht d- d- freighter. I guess. Yeah, they're on a freighter yeah. now. She's on a different boat. <laughs> went, th- went through all the genders of ships. Mm. <laughs> Willie Willy has also been captured. He's wearing like a gold lame towel because he has mm-hmm. been like picked up mid-hookup with mm. Miss World. Of course. Who, yeah. Miss World, <laughs> Miss World, my f- like second favorite henchman in this movie. Right. <laughs> but, 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 you can read. Like, That's so funny. There's, there's, okay, first of all, there's a line which is, again, gay, right? With a cargo of fruit and nuts. He's a fruit merchant, see? He is a nut. It's enough of that. I mean, God, the delivery on that last line, good mm. lord. I think I have the line that immediately pulls on off from that. Actually. I have a special weakness for that. Mr. Garvin is um, going to help us. Otherwise, 
I really can't say it. It's, it's pure melodrama. I'm not fussy. I will say it for you. Oh, please, Karen. If he doesn't, you will be killed. Here's the thing, right? That's the dynamic of the villain mm. group. Like, that's it. <laughs> Women who talk like either of those characters... DM me immediately, <laughs> right? Like women with lesbian voice, hello. Women with gay voice, hello. Oh, hello. Yeah. To be fair, I do love. If I you talk, I like can't say Dirk the name of the accent Bogard. on the podcast. But the, mm. yes, yeah. The like very quiet. Mm. Kind of, that's enough of that. Oh god. Uh, but yeah. So it's fantastic. He goes right. This she's obviously got like fifty fucking gadgets on her. Take her in the thing and do like an F for F like slash fic thing and search mm. her thoroughly. At which point mm. I go, hmm. So Mrs. Mrs. Father Girl searches her thoroughly. Hmm. It is exactly as explicitly lesbian as you would imagine. This is for the Miss World is watching. Yes, this and she is. Yes, she, yes, she is. She is watching, grinning and smoking. This bit. If the whole movie is for the LGBT community, this bit's just for the L's. Mm-hmm. And I'm so mm-hmm. grateful. I, I, I just, yeah, I really. Mm. Incredible. <laughs> and so the, thru- the thrust of all this is mm-hmm. Willie has to be the safe cracker, the second safe cracker, mm-hmm. who is going to like go in underwater, break into this ship, and then steal the diamonds out of the, the strong room with a submersible. Mm. And he's sort of like coerced to do it. Mm-hmm. They cut through the hull yeah. and then they, they get inside the ship. They had actual underwater sequences. Yeah, like it's good. Budget, actually. budget happened yeah. to this movie. Um, M and Paul realize what's what's going on, uh, and they call the ship, and they're like, "Oh, Captain, you've got to check the strong room right now." But as soon as like the captain opens the door, just in time, they like put a dummy box over the hole. They cut in, and they get away. That's quite good. Mm. Yeah, it's very fun. You can tell when they're getting to like the the denouement of a, a Eurospy movie because everyone suddenly gets onto a boat. It's true, mm-hmm. very boat mm-hmm. focused, and we get onto a new boat, boats. an even cuntier boat, which is mm-hmm. a yacht. Gabriel's sailing yacht with the pink <laughs> sails. It's it, yeah. Come on, <laughs> Basilio, the guy who the other diver who has spent all of his time getting tortured by Mrs. Fothergirl, gets his moment in the sun where he like perfectly sings an aria to accompany mm. them, which I really like. So Gabriel sails home love with it. the diamonds and with Modesty and Willie as prisoners. And there's a little detail I love, which is that McWhirter is on deck reading a book. Yes. <laughs> and the book is called Successful Business Management. <laughs> it's really so, he's, he's like, listen, Gabriel, Gabriel is going to be <laughs> like an agile it. organization, right? Mm. <laughs> McWhirter has a promising career this. ahead in the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, <laughs> so they get brought up in handcuffs. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we get to maybe my favorite part of the, the villainy dynamic, which is she goes, Well, listen, I'm the heroine. Don't I get to escape? And he goes, hmm, Perhaps. It's just, he's kind of rooting for her. Right, he like, very reluctantly says, I'm going to have to kill you now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he, doesn't, um, he says, I'm not just going to shoot you in the head. He says, Unlike McWhirter and Carol, I have style. Yes. And so what he does is he has her put in this is a, uh, Google cell. this. The Spanish anarchist prison cell intended to psychologically torture fascist prisoners yes. by like using design. For real? Yeah, for real. It was a real thing. Really funny. To like torment the fascist sense of order. It had like did, like weird mismatch patterns and a sloping bed and stuff. It was wild. Oh, I love that. But yeah, so I just kind of can't see. He puts her in a room with decor, and we have seen mm. that she like lives in an all white room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this has fucking like psychedelic wallpaper, a red spiral staircase in the middle, and she just kind of like is assaulted by it to the point that she takes off her shoes for the nth time and just kind of like bundles up in the corner for a bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's really like a really fun idea of like torturous decor, but she she finds 
a little envelope mm-hmm. with perhaps written on it and the key mm-hmm. to her handcuffs. <sighs> Gabriel, fucking, baby. Oh, I, I love him so much. Mm-hmm. She climbs the spiral staircase and pops out immediately in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. Not as a sex <laughs> thing, either. He's just lounging in there. Yeah, yeah no. it's fully just like yeah. Yeah, it, they're not gonna fuck. He's no. gay. He just appreciates her style. Like, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. And the thing is, this puts the like putting a hero in an easily escapable situation thing in such a good context of being like yeah, because yeah, he wants her to fucking escape. Mm. He thinks that it's fun. He's having a great time. Mm. Like, and he says, "Look, let's team up. I-, I will kill Carol. I'll shoot her." You join me, we'll split the diamonds, but you have to kill Willy God. Yeah, what if we just got rid of our partners and ran away together, right? Mm. And just Like a criminal elope- eloping. Yeah, exactly. Platonic non-sexual. Elopement. Exactly. Although, to be honest, it's, it's non-sexual between her and Willy as well. This is true. So, yeah. so, so mm. she, she turns him down, goes back in the cell, re-handcuffs herself, Very sed- seduces the shirtless twink into her cell. Mm-hmm. I'm always doing this. Yeah, it's so good. She re- she doesn't escape on his terms. She goes down and goes like, right, I'm just going to escape a different <laughs> yeah, way. Then, fuck normal yeah. style. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> she knows there is a perfectly good trapdoor in the ceiling she could just climb out of. <laughs> but she, but like, instead, she's doing the fucking Goldfinger thing yeah. where she like looks at a guard and does the fucking like, woo yeah, behind she, it she, until she, he opens the door for her. She seduces mm. his twink. I mean, the, he, mm. and he gets knocked unconscious the first time he ever kisses a girl, you know? Well, uh, she stabs him with poison earrings. Oh, so she does. Yeah. And she says, Oh, you're cute. I'm sorry we had to stop kissing. Which is quite nice. Come on. <laughs> so she goes to break Willie out. And mm-hmm. now we get into a, a series of jokes about how Bond gadgets are really contrived. By making is more that contrived what ones. This was? Yeah. Okay. And I would say about one yeah, in three of these one. is funny. Yep. Yep. Willie has like uh-huh. a peel off latex back concealing a shitload of gadgets, which is genuinely alarming when it first happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really quite terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And one of the things the gadgets they reveal is a mm-hmm. a fake inflatable seagull balloon. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is also a radio transmitter. Yeah. Hell yeah. Which gets through okay. to, to Abutar here, which yeah. sets him... She calls Dwight Shake. Yeah, which, yeah, which sets him off into a bunch of Lawrence of Arabia jokes, right? He starts yes. the Arab revolt. That was yeah, that's yeah. what you remember, never say never again. It, it does that, but... Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive. Mm. But, but birds aren't real, you know? Uh, this movie takes a They're strong not. strong stance on that. The only bird seen yeah. is, is legitimately a spy gadget. Mm. So, <laughs> they, they, they fuck around a bit. There's a, I really like this, but they run into a bored guard who is playing gunfight with his actual gun. Like, he's just yeah, going, like, pew, pew, and, like, ducking. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's really fun. And they assemble a complete bow and arrow out of Willie's belt. And this is why I love the bits that deliberately are bad, right? They mm-hmm. fire, there's this shot, right? They fire the arrow, you see it completely miss, and you see the prop arrow come into the guy's abdomen at a completely different angle on the other side of the like, shot. Oh! And it's like, yeah, this is perfect. Like, I mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I get this so completely. I disagree because I didn't understand what was happening. Because my reading of that was, oh, the shake has arrived and he's just coincidentally shot that guy. No. And I'm like, it's, no, fine, no, 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 to, no. it's fine to fuck shit up and like to play with the format. But if I cannot tell what is happening in the story, then you have made the film deliberately bad on purpose and you've done it bad. It's, no, what it is is like it. It's, I mean, it's so, like it's like the thing where someone like is holding a sword under their 
fucking shoulder. Yeah. He's like, it's, it's, he's it's just doing artifice. that. It's it, it genuinely is an example of a Framdung's effect. Like, what do you want hmm. from me? It's like it's, it's, it's highlighting putting... the failures of the form in yes. order to po- poke fun at itself. It's, I contrast I like that it. with a film like, for instance, like Hot Shots or Hot Shots Part mm-hmm. Two, where they do things like this, where they're like, oh, somebody clearly misses and then gets shot anyway. We gotta watch that. They do it in a way that lets you know that it's a joke. Whereas this, I, I don't. Strangely, I think they don't go far enough to let the audience know mm. we're taking the piss. I think I think they just trust you to do it. You know, I think they should give us the rights and we can do it again. A hundred, but that, that's what I'm building to. Yeah, sadly, that can't happen. We'll, we'll get there. They give mm. us the rights, and we should also have the rights for the movie we talked about a little bit ago, yeah. and we can make mm-hmm. Tommy yeah. Mercedes fucking fight <laughs> yeah. fight Gerald. All right, easy. So, uh, Mrs. Fothergirl fights Got every name wrong there. Modesty. She <laughs> shows up in a great suit. A real like one of the mm-hmm. all-time suit, and the thing is, fantastic, right? She she has a fight, and and Willie saves her by like sort of she gets some rope coiled around her neck, and he like kicks the thing, the counterweight off the thing, uh, and she gets hanged, right? Which is surprisingly violent for the thing, and like mm-hmm. homophobic. Yeah. And the thing is, right? It's funny how these things stay the same because mm-hmm. she goes out exactly the same way as Xenia on a top. She does. And yes. Exactly. This is 30 years earlier, and they did a version of the same character that is more explicitly queer, mm. and they killed her mm-hmm. in, and they kill her off in a way that feels less malignant. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. th- that's genuinely quite impressive. Like, I know we're saying we're not grading on a curve, like ever. Yeah. It's still bad, right? But like f- as far as these things go, it's remarkable. How far, like mainstream cinema, has mm-hmm. like not taken this? You know. Mm. Oh yeah, no, we've we've gone backwards in a, in a lot of ways about this kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. There's a spoiler here, and this is the only I, I've never done spoiler tags on this because like it's, it's a movie recap podcast. You know, you watch mm-hmm. it first. This is this is the, the only time I'll ever do one because this is a moment in which I gasped. This is a moment for uh, LGBT rights. Uh, Stonewall was in furtherance of this specifically. Just, just mute me for the next fifteen minutes or so. Uh, fifteen minutes, fifteen seconds or so. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Talk about this. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like he, uh, so, so like Gabriel is like doing some accountancy work with McWhirter, and he he turns and he sees Mrs. Fothergill hanging, and lets out this wordless scream, and then as he sees that uh, uh, yes. Willie and Modesty are escaping with his diamonds, he rips off the white Andy Warhol wig. There is an honest-to-God mm. wig snatch in this movie. Mm-hmm. He is, like, uh, 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 the, the culture, the culture, this is, I mean, uh, moving, to, f- like, transitioning from so gay good, brackets man. loose to gay brackets action. Yeah, in, right. in the moment of crisis. And it's also additionally very funny because obviously Modesty's been swapping back and forth between blonde and brunette this yeah. whole movie. So seeing mm. him rip off a blonde wig to be brunette underneath is also mm. very funny it is, on that and I, level. I, I say this in, as an absolute compliment. It is drag queen shit. It's so good. He's like, right. Yeah, it's funny. It's fucking, let's go. I'm doing this now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Also, um, I'm not sure whether it's just the color grading or what, but uh, Terrence Stamp in this scene appears to be the world's most sunburned man. Oh, he's he's got a really bad sunburn here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. The two are forced into, like, you know, shooting back to back as as the Mm. goons pursue them. Mm -hmm. And and they go, they have the same thing again of, we probably should have fucked, right? But Mm. I, I really like. Willie's line here, where he's like, well, it's, it's sort, of, sort of sort of less common this way, isn't it? Um, 
<laughs> it's like it, it, it's nice. Yeah, because it, it, it is. It's compelling. Yeah. It's a compelling dynamic to be like this couple who like it, it probably should definitely mm, want yeah. to, and yet will they? Won't they? Never the will. They never kind of want to. Yeah, but they probably mm, won't because yeah, it's a work thing, you know. And they don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's on the. They're both on the clock right now. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, fortunately, the white sheikh arrives with ten thousand. Yeah, I guess Arab guys this is, all on jet skis and uh, fucking boats. And so so that. this and is this is the part of the movie that, uh, you describe this as madcap. I'm not a yes. fan generally. I would describe it as poorly edited. Yeah, mm. yeah no, I'd, I'd be with you on that one as well. <laughs> so I feel like I'm kind of a killjoy in this podcast, but I'm no, like, no, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> you've tried to be funny, you failed, and also you've made the movie badly. I, I do know the thing is there's a couple of fun things. First of all, the, uh, a bunch of like the guys posing with the the sheikh's flag, like at Iwo Jima, is funny. Yeah, I think that was funny. But second of all, there's there's a passing sort of like stormtrooper hits head into beam moment because they're driving these like zodiac like inflatable boats up onto mm-hmm. the beach, and one of the extras, I really am not convinced this was acting, gets like knocked out by his own boat hitting the shore and like flings the like prop really gun goes. forward. Like really, like genuine. It, it and the thing is, that's terrible. Hysterically funny to see happen. Mm. Like maybe this was on purpose. I don't know. But I really, it's it, it, it's over for him. <laughs> There's no way they yeah. just didn't have enough film to do that shot again. They're like, well, he's he's hitting the ground. Yeah, just, I suppose. Yeah, just killed instantly. I hope he's okay. The bit I do like is as they're engaging in this firefight. McWhorter is sitting behind the evil yes. henchman, counting the bullets that they're firing, and then one Love of them it. is like. Be, like shooting all over the place, but we're like, stop wasting it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really good. <laughs> really love it to the end, baby. Adds this film to your letterbox lists of films that depict the final victory of Islam because mm. uh, yeah, they take the island. <laughs> they take the island. The friar you... converts to Islam. Yes, the friar starts explicitly. praying Islamic style. He does. <laughs> <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Is it... This movie has like everything yeah. for me. Mm. And I'll tell you this as well. They're not filling time. That guy's full force saying Allah Akbar yeah, off yeah, the top yeah, of yeah, it yeah. and everything. It's yeah. great. Genuinely. It's a be- better Islamic prayer than the wind on the lion. And by the time M and Paul arrive, uh, Modesty's already made her getaway. She's gone. M. <laughs> Here come the Brits in their fucking uh, boat. Uh, mm. Paul goes to like hit the radio to call it in. And Tarrant <laughs> stops him and he's got this smug cunt expression as he just wordlessly pulls an antenna out to use his umbrella radio. So my my favourite Rage Against the Machine song. It's really good. And then he shoots the seagull balloon with the same umbrella because it's also a gun. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, Swiss Army umbrella. It's not two. He's just got <laughs> one. So so uh, in the desert of mm. I forget the name of the country. Oh god, hang on. Masara? Masara. There's some kids looking at some oil dripping out of a pipeline. Everybody's partying. There's a, a, a alarmingly racist scene where Willie is being bathed in a goat milk shower by mm-hmm. four women wearing niqabs, but also the kind of like chain like Yemeni mm. headdress. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's bad. It's real bad, actually. And real fucking bad. It's kind of like. Again, bawdy, right, is the tone. But it's being bawdy yeah. in a racist way, which, you know, some would argue is an essential element of bawdiness. 
in the British. It's true, it is. Gabriel has been staked out in the sun as punishment. Yes, he and has. And he, he kind of like, looks like he's about to say something. And they're like, what? And he just, he just goes, champagne. <laughs> <laughs> like, I am champagne. always doing this, being tied up champagne. and calling for champagne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am always doing this. I do like Gabriel. He's my favorite character. He's so good. Modesty is wearing a tove and a kefir. And then the girl, she's wearing like full, like men's dress. Looks extremely mm. cunty. Mm-hmm. She's hanging out with her adoptive dad. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, yeah, you can have anything. What do you want? She's like, oh, just give me the diamonds. Which is it's a fun joke to end. I, 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 write, I write down, this is a prequel to Syriana. The thing is, right. Kinda. I am obsessed with this movie now. Mm-hmm. And I'm now obsessed with Modesty Blaze as a character. Mm-hmm. They should let all of us write it. Mm-hmm. Because, right, like, okay, a few things. A deep, deep Alice Law. One of the first things to crack my egg was Kate Archer in, in No One Lives Forever 2. And the No One Lives Forever games were very much trafficking in exactly this kind mm-hmm. of like 1960s girl spy kind of wacky kind of zany comedy thing. And much like this, it, you know, it seems to be a kind of a cursed thing, right? Because like this, it exists in a kind of like intellectual property hole where there are a ton of people, mostly me, who would love to revive it and do interesting queer trans mm-hmm. things with it. But, 100%. Uh, it, you know, it, it just kind of exists in this legal limbo. And so, Modesty Blaze, this film was not successful because it's too weird. Mm-hmm. And the author of the newspaper comics was like, no, don't, don't do any more of these, thanks. Mm. <laughs> and so, what they did was... There was a 2003 direct-to-DVD My Name is Modesty film, mm. which was made, and this is a studio thing, it's, it's like a fairly common thing, depressingly, as a pro forma, as we have to do this to keep the rights, right? Mm-hmm. So Miramax would keep the rights to the character Modesty Blaze, just in case they wanted to hire us to do it, in order yeah. to like hold on to it and make sure that we couldn't just do it on our own, they made a, like a by all accounts, completely forgettable movie. Executive produced by Quentin Tarantino, because Quentin Tarantino is a fan because of all of the barefoot shit, the least yeah. interesting part of the fucking character. Like, Modesty Blaze appeared like this in some of Tarantino's early work, like people changing wigs, and also there's mm-hmm. sometimes people directly just reading Modesty Blaze comics. He's a big fan of it. He's Pulp Fiction. Yeah, Loves he's it. wanted to make a Modesty Blaze film for years. So do I, and I would be better at it. It, it unfortunately can't happen. I think at one point, like like various actresses have said that they wanted to play this, including me. Mm, but uh, yeah. unfortunately, it's it's never going to be. Various writers have said that they wanted to write this, including me. Yeah, you know. Neil Gaiman wrote Neil Gaiman, uh, a script yeah. for it. Um, I'm a better writer than him. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, it is uh, for legal reasons never going to be a film, uh, and until it becomes public domain in like sixty years. Well, I mean, okay, so new project. I'm going. I'm going to be in like uh, injecting twink blood to stay alive for until the next sixty years. Twenty eighty four. Yep. Okay. In the climate hellscape, and then kill James Bond season a billion. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Season a billion. We find <laughs> we're gonna keep doing this as, until we all yeah. die. Yeah. Whoever's left last is gonna just be doing it on their yeah, own. Th- this yeah. This is the first kind of like combination podcast tontine. Mm. Yes. <laughs> we're all daring each other. We've made a pact. Yeah, mm. a sacred mm. vow. But yeah, I. This... Uh, welcome to Kill James Bond. I'm November Kelly. Yeah. Silence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'm November Kelly. The lone level sounds, unfortunately. Uh... Still stretch away. I've made a desert and called it podcast. 
Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's modesty blaze. Fuck, I love this movie, man. This is part of my personality now. I'm gonna get a tattoo, you know? Problem like, is, mm. myself and Alice here are the outliers. The <laughs> public dead opinion name. was much, much closer. Oh, you're so right! It's not even really a dead name! Cut that and start again. No, 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 hey, no, 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 let me say it again. Sorry. St- I do want to <laughs> get rid of it if it's a d- It's thing. genuinely not. I just, like, picked up on it and I thought it would be funny to, like... Mm. Piece of shit. Alright, leave it then. <laughs> Whoever the hell this is, my my opinion and hers is 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 an outlier. The public largely agree with Abby on this one that they made a a bad movie on purpose and it was bad. Yeah, as as like a sort of a forgettable James Bond pastiche, notable only to like fucking film nerds. As Quentin Tarantino, there's weird shit about this. Like Harold Pinter did a little bit of work on the script. Michelangelo Whoa. Antoniani was like on set whispering to Monica Vitti d- suggestions. Like fantastic. Yeah, it it just I I don't know. I I think it's much much better than it's remembered. But most of the reason why is that I I think it's quietly very queer, and mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. is an absolute dearth of subversive queer stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's very true. And I, I think that's basically, it's as a cope, right? Because I want to make this, but like, and I want to see more of this specifically. Mm-hmm. But in general, I think the reason why a lot of things suck now is because they don't let you be gay anymore. Or rather they do, but queer has now become its own like demographic that you, because mm-hmm. you can make explicitly queer things. They are now like siloed off and used as a tick box. Get in the fucking Netflix LGBTQ pride category, idiot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas like you can't really make mainstream shit like this that is supposed to be queer and subversive because queerness is expected to be explicitly yeah. labeled so that people can avoid selling it in China. Mm-hmm. Well, not just China, here too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, yes, very true. I mean, the kind of mainstreaming and heavy air quotes of like LGBT, well, LGB content mm-hmm. is such that like in some ways, it, it removes the drive to be subversive. Mm-hmm. Like, th- this is a movie that was made, like, before the decriminalization of homosexuality in the yeah. United Kingdom. Mm. And, you know, it, it, it has all these jokes in it because it was coming from a place where culturally, perhaps, you know, the, the, the law was lagging far behind, and people would get those jokes, at least some mm. people. Not enough to make it profitable, really, but, like, some people would, and yeah, I I feel a bit like the song Harlem Roulette here, like you know, fucking years into the future. What is it? Sixty years into into the mm-hmm. future since they made this movie, like three queer people with a podcast are gonna like pick up on the shit that you put into your movie. So mm-hmm. it is important for you to put in subversive queer shit because you do not know what sort of like future echoes it will have. And I just wanted mm. to like really hundred percent. Celebrated on that level, you know, and I, mm. I want to do a screening of this somewhere. I want to show this to my community, mm. like because mm. I think it's really fun. I would absolutely love. To see if we can get Quentin to come come to the screening. <laughs> <For fuck's sake. laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Shoes I've got a... off at the door. <laughs> see how many degrees of separation am I from him? Trans only. Shoes banned. <laughs> <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh god! We got walking oh, up and down the aisle with a torch, just being like, "Get him off!" <laughs> <laughs> Let me see those piggies. Genuinely horrifying <laughs> bit. That oh god! 
But we, we don't have to just appreciate it on that level. We can appreciate it on a science-based level. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, because we solved film criticism a little bit ago. We did. We did. We have a science-based system. It's called the SCUM system. It stands for SMUM. Mm. Cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. How smarmy is this movie? 27. Pretty smarmy. I gotta tell you, it's pretty smarmy. Yeah, it is. It might be hard cap. In a way that's nice, though. Yeah. Mm. The thing is, is like, how much sincerity do we want to take the points off for? Because, like, un- unedited, this is hard cap smarmy, right? This is like yeah. 10. The thing is, but- I-, I think it's it- because part of what camp is, is mm-hmm. using smarm to convey sincerity, right? Yes. Watch Paris is Burning, that's what reading is as well, like, in, in a sort of hostile way. Mm. I think it is high smarm, but in a way that we have to note is good. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. seven. Seven? All right. Yeah, drop it down. Seven, 100%. Cultural insensitivity, I'm afraid pretty bad. the film is very racist and not in a way that is good. Yes. Yep, not that that really is a good way of being racist, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Expand that thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, 40 mm-hmm. years later, you know, put racist, subversive stuff on your movie so that future racists will be able to identify it. Well, the thing is, racism is mainstream, so it's it's less yeah, it gets you know, hived off into the Netflix racism <laughs> vertical, <laughs> <laughs> or stand-up comedy, as it's otherwise known. Oh, oh. all right, Hachi, I think Netflix uh, make good content. <laughs> mm. I think sometimes they pay people to make good content. Yeah, sure. Feel bad, literally. Pitching uh, a series to them tomorrow. Well, best of luck. Uh, oh, okay. But, well, this won't have come out by the time yeah, that yeah. meeting's. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, glad we awarded Abby that, all that money and for that contract, you know, now to mm. listen to her podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cultural insensitivity. Weirdly. Bad. Yeah, real, yeah bad. real bad. Asian manservant, not a character. That, that mm-hmm. already puts it high. Its view of Arabs is like. It considers itself to be harmless, I imagine, right? In that it's like a yeah. stock comic character. But the end result is weirdly. I keep wanting to do this movie favors because I'm queer and it's queer. I, I, mm-hmm. I think you have to be objective. Huh? Yeah, no, I, it doesn't matter that it's not malicious exactly because it's still really mm-hmm. bad. So it's one of the strange features of this podcast is encountering forms of racism that have since gone out of date. Yeah. Yeah. We've invented like anti-Arab racism too at this point. So going back mm-hmm. and seeing anti-Arab racism one is kind of like, oh, weird. Like, oh. It might circle back to this. You, know, you, you get hints of it, you know, like when when mm-hmm. when Dodi Afai bought Harrods or yes. like and anytime like the Saudis or the Emiratis sort of like buy a football team mm-hmm. or something. You get hints of it here and there, but yeah, in in general, like this is kind of of a bygone age. But yeah, I, I mean Aside from that, six, seven. The only other character of color is like the first woman that Willie has yeah, seen his- hooking up with is black. D- has no lines. Mm-hmm. Sort of, just not. Yeah, no, not a character. Seven, seven I'm afraid. Yeah, seven, seven. <laughs> Sorry, it's there's not even a mission. Like there's no characters yeah. that are non-white, mm-hmm. it's and bad. all the ones that maybe could be are played by white guys. So yeah, fucking prosthetic nose on Abu yeah, It's real bad. Yeah, it's real bad. Really bad. Unprovoked violence. Maybe it's got a chance here to claw some points back because I don't mm. remember there being a whole lot of death. No, I mean, like, there are goons so. who get killed, but they definitely pose a threat. M fucking kills a guy out of hand, but like he had a gun. That's mm. true. <laughs> I see M's body worn video. Um, <laughs> 
Mrs. Fothergill was definitely posing a threat. I mean, True. she dies quite violently, but, mm. you know, she was definitely, it was kill or be killed. True. One? One. Yeah, one. Maybe, yeah. Sensible. And Misogyny. perhaps a contentious category. Yeah. Uh, well, huh. mm. best of luck, ladies. Mm. Oh, God. Am I going to have to carry half of this? Because I truly do not know what to fucking say about this. The- yeah, it's a mysterious one. It is. Mm. I do like that Modesty Blaze is not just a sexualized character. True. I compare this to, for instance, Atomic Blonde, where mm-hmm. yes. she's very, very sexualized. The camera in particular in that film sexualizes her in a way that we don't see so much here. Mm-hmm. There is a bit of nudity. There aren't any like explicit, well, I was going to say full titty shots. There are definitely some exploitative shots of supporting artists. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the film respects our lead actor more than it does our supporting artists. True. Who do get a lot of titty yes. and thigh shots. I think the tone, again, that, uh, uh, I'm back to bawdiness, which is proving to be a really elusive concept for me to nail down. Also quite mm. British as well. Mm. So I apologise to American listeners who are not steeped in like seaside postcards. Oh, never do that. <laughs> Fine. I, mm. I, re- I uh, retract my apology to our listeners British in The Great Satan. Mm. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> no, no, we need their money. They're like half the fucking. To be audience. fair, like our top three country listeners are all great Satan's in and of themselves. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I think I think maybe all countries extant at the moment are mm. some level of Satan. Most of the West, I'd say. Yeah. Mm. Are you pitching a series to Satan on Tuesday? So <laughs> really, <laughs> big fan of his content. Yeah, for the Satan LGBT category. Um, We're saying he's great. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. It's it's certainly it's it's not feminist and it's not progressive, right? But it is subversive. Mm. And I think the things that it subverts are a lot of patriarchy. Like men in this, bar Willie or Gabriel, who is explicitly gay, are Mm -hmm. buffoons who Mm -hmm. are easily exploited. And yeah, that's a common feature to like all of these kinds of comedies, but like, you know, still still nice. Mm. I I just Yeah, I I think for something steeped in the misogyny of its time, and again, mm-hmm. I know we can't grade on that basis. I know you can't be like, well, it's less misogynistic than like cinema at a sort of ambient temperature in 1966 was. But mm-hmm. I think it smuggles a lot of stuff in yes. that d- does challenge patriarchy so i mean yeah it certainly has no love of patriarchs both m and paul are our sort of classic patriarchs and they're routinely made to look silly mm-hmm. or the british government for that matter which i always appreciate mm. yes that's true we do get a big scene of them all like sitting around trying to decide what to do after my grandpa gets killed as happened in real life and uh <laughs> and they're all like made to look very foolish so uh three uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go for a three. Yes, yeah, so there's like middle of the road, benefit of the doubt kind of level of misogyny. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just like we don't really know how to answer that one. Uh, yeah. In that case, that gives us a total score of eighteen, which is pretty average. Which is weird for a movie that really isn't like as divisive as it's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we like have strong feelings about it. I think. Yeah, 100%. I am going fucking hog wild over this one. I'm gonna like incorporate it entirely <laughs> into my. Like being now, mm. yeah. Next week when we uh, do the next recording, you'll see my entire room has been decorated with small purple triangles. Um. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a poster. I'm gonna get a T-shirt. I'm gonna get like mm-hmm. a bunch of tattoos, probably. Mm. I mean, as far as Eurospy movie goes, it's pretty good. Oh, pretty good. I mean, uh, yeah, incredible. Because like this is the thing. One of the benefits of this category, this season, 
is that we really get to be surprised. I consider myself profoundly surprised. Yes. And yes. yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed talking about it with my two best friends. Mm. Wonderful. I had a great time talking about it with my two best yeah. friends. Oh, what a coincidence. Good. Ah, <laughs> that's the benefit, I think, of, of this Give podcast. Give us the right. Give us the rights to Modesty Blaze. Let us, let us fucking do it. Just me in November. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what? It's fine, we're cutting you out, don't worry about it. Well, fuck me, I guess. Well, you seem pretty unexcited about it. I, don't know. I would be in it, I wouldn't like oh, to be working. Of course, you'd be in it, yeah. 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 You don't have to be involved, just to show well, so up and read the lines. you have to cast the trans woman as modesty, and I don't think Hunter can do well, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the two trans actresses that there are. Uh, Hunter's not the right casting for this one. It's mm. got to be me. Doing, doing the come town bit of, I think we should cast a trans woman as modesty plays, but just never cast a white trans woman as modesty plays, and just yeah. like drive... White trans women more and more insane because you can't complain about it. <laughs> That's also an option. That's also a, a real thing that has happened to me. I, I think I told you once that uh, I was up for a major part and then I didn't get it, and the feedback I got was "Don't be white." Good. So, oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was fair like, enough. You got my ass on that one. Fair enough. Fair, you got me on this one. Fair enough. Mm-hmm, good, yeah. Good, good for her. Yeah, but the second you show up and try not to be that, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for yeah, a whole yeah, other okay, bloody yeah. reason. You can't win as a white person in society. Anyway, we've got a Patreon. Um, kill James. <laughs> I think we've got some pins left and some tickets for the yeah, live show. Yeah, go, maybe. To, go to killjamesbond.com. Go to killjamesbond.com. Fuck, fuck around some there. Of the see, see Do we have tickets got. left for the live shows? I don't know. I haven't asked because I'm scared of numbers, but like, yeah, I'm pretty sure there might be. Pretty sure. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just going to leave you with a perfect little Gabriel line. And again, if you talk like this, Fucking call me. What have I done to deserve this? Everyone in my organization behaves as if it was Marta Hardy or something. <sighs> Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. In two weeks' time on the free feed, our next episode is yet another OSS Sondiset. It is Terror in Tokyo 1966. But if that is simply too long for you to wait, then you can head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash killjamesbond, all one word, and sign up today for like £5 a month. I mean, everything costs so much money now. £5 a month for our entire backlog is incredible. It's a deal. And of course, next week's episode is on there, and it's going to be Rules of Engagement with War Takes. But speaking, of course, of our beautiful patrons, we would be nothing if not for our £15 and above patrons who we like the most. And those are Space Northport, Low Bjorn's Daughter, Candy Fox, Freya Aloysius, Gustavo, Lyra, Jack Holmes, Little Maybe, Mike Berg, Hannah Oberhart, Nick Boris, Austin Hines, Power Dad, Jason Harger, Neotomori. George Rohat, Kentucky Fried Commie, Drone Lover, Yarrick, Melody, Moro Gonzalez, Kevin McLeod, Labour Delenda Est, Callum Burney, Jay Martindale, Trip, Library Hitman, Jonathan Gerd, Max Gamainhard, Mothman, Beef Grime, Jack Drummond, Kit Divine, Top O, Stas has lost the Medici fortune. Terrible. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. Steve Widdershins, Maeve Victoria Roth, Akira, Anne Hedonia, Rosie Can't Fail, Them Fatal, Claire, Artemis, Forrest L. Norvell, Trucker Blondie, The Project Project, Lenina, Beth, Lucy Stab, Emery, NB, Whitney Wolverine, Commissar Ozymandias has trans their gender. Fantastic. Ash, not in Florida. Just the worst. Hell, a trans robot, traps, hit single, headstrong. A banger then, a banger now. 
Joyous Uwu, Zan Hutchin, Troy Hudson, Violet Cybra, Isopod Gal, Lady Ariane, Annie Ruby, Katie Brobst, Varad Sukat, Clarification Ronan, Noblesse Oblahai, Connor's Cool Big Sister, John2089, Seng Shen, Sergeant Jackram, Alex, Liz and Ash in Florida, Corvid Cultist, Wolfscott, Grendel Growls, Quinn Valeri, Wolfie is Normal, Al Irwing, Just Philippa, Finn Ross, Robert Greensmith, Abigail, Loz Pycock, Mega Combi, Emily, Queen of Sloths, Turfsy Shit and Die Alone, Josh Simmons, Cheer Up Love, Might Never Happen, Zoe Shepard, Vey, Talkative Tiger, and Lauren Baston. Thank you. Kill James Bond is November. Abigail and Devon. Our producer is the wonderful Nabathay, the miracle worker Nabathay. Our podcast art is by Maddie Lubchansky, and our website is by Tom Allen. And I'll see you next time.